Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Robert teaches through God's Word. Four days, he's dead. He knew he was dead. Everybody else knew he was dead. He came back with a totally different perspective on all of it. No more fear. Because of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, you and I are free from the power of death. We're free from the power of death. Why do we still live in fear of it if we're free from it? It has no more power over us. We've seen beyond the curtain. Death has no power over you if you are in Christ. In today's message from Pastor Robert, he teaches that through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, you are free from the power of death and should therefore no longer have any fear. Jesus Christ conquered sin and death, and you have victory in Him. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert in Hebrews chapter 2 with today's message. been free for four days. And then he hears this voice, Lazarus, come forth. What? (laughs) Are you kidding me? And then the smell. You know, he's wrapped up. He couldn't do anything about it. You know, Jesus like, get him out of that stuff. Cut him loose. Now, listen, he was never the same after this experience. Because see, Lazarus didn't have a near-death experience. You know, people write books, right? No, no, no. He was dead. Four days in the tomb. Four days. And after four days of freedom, Jesus made him come back. How was he different the second time around? The idea, think about it, the idea of death and dying, no longer a mystery to Lazarus. No, been there and done that. No big deal. The biggest mystery in human experience, but not for Lazarus, because he'd been to the other side all the way and and come back. He endured it. From that day forward, death had no power over Lazarus, because from that day forward, he knew it wasn't final. He knew experientially, it's just a gateway, that one day most of us are going to walk through. Most of us. Maybe not all of us, but most of us. Jesus gave Lazarus an incredible gift, not by bringing him back, not by bringing him back. That was no gift. He waited. He waited four days. Why? That was the gift. You see that? He loved Lazarus. The Bible tells us this was somebody he cared about, somebody he loved. He waited four days. He let him have four days on the other side of the curtain. 
before he made him come back. Would it have been any less miraculous if he had showed up on day one? They put him in the tomb. You know, maybe he let six, seven, eight hours go by, you know, and then he raises him back to life. Any less miraculous? No. No. People would still have been amazed. Not that he cared. But he waited four days. Gave him a huge gift. Four days to see beyond the curtain. Four days to be absolutely certain he wasn't dreaming. It wasn't just his brain slowly shutting down. All the things that, you know, we hear sometimes. Oh, you know, that's just the brain continues to function for a little while. There's some sort of residual. No, no, no. Four days, he's dead. He knew he was dead. Everybody else knew he was dead. He came back with a totally different perspective on all of it. No more fear. Because of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, you and I are free from the power of death. We're free from the power of death. Why do we still live in fear of it if we're free from it? It has no more power over us. We've seen beyond the curtain. Remember last week? We talked about it. He, he said, you know, man was made to rule the creation. But we don't yet see man ruling the creation. We do see Jesus. We do see Jesus. Lord of all, crowned with glory and honor. No, we don't physically see him. It's, it's a metaphor. We... We know it happened. We see the truth. We see that death isn't final. We see that it's only a gateway. Hebrews 2.17, Therefore in all things he had to be made like his brethren that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God to make propitiation for the sins of the people. For in that he himself has suffered being tempted, he's able to aid those who were tempted. And point number three, he says he became our faithful high priest. He made propitiation. What does that mean? What it means is he, he satisfied the righteous requirements of the law is one way it's worded. Propitiation. There had to be judgment, and there was. The wrath of God against sin, against the rebellion and wickedness and evil of my heart had to be dealt with, and it was on the cross. Jesus dealt with it. Became our faithful high priest. Have you noticed how many times in this passage the Bible uses some kind of family terminology? Children, fathers, sons, brothers. It's sprinkled throughout, right? Referring to a relationship with God in a way that was a radical new thought for these Jewish people. Because you understand, in Jewish thought, you didn't have that kind of family thing. What you had was the eternal the eternal one, high and unknowable, unapproachable, until Jesus came, until, until God put skin on. The Jewish people saw themselves as God's chosen people, but they viewed God as being completely separate from them until he came and became one of them, one of us. God became flesh. Before that, people could only have knowledge and understanding about God. I see that still happening today in so many people's lives. It was, it was true in my life. I only knew about God. I didn't know God. I knew about God. Grew up going to church. I was thoroughly in church. I just wasn't in Christ. I knew all about him, but I didn't know him. That's true for some of you, too. You know a lot about him, but you don't know him. Knowing about him, it's not going to do you any good on Judgment Day. 
Jesus said that on judgment day, there are going to be many people standing there saying, but I did this and I did that and we did this. Stuff. And he's like, yeah, but I never knew you. You have to leave. He came in and became one of us, the eternal one, holy and unapproachable, became a brother to us. He became one of us. And then as one of us, as our brother, he became our high priest. Now, what does that mean? Well, remember, the duty of the high priest was to go into the Holy of Holies one time a year. We just had Yom Kippur recently, the Day of Atonement. On that one day, the high priest would go in with the blood of that sacrificial lamb, sprinkle it on the mercy seat to make atonement for the sins of the people of Israel, people of God. So he'd he'd go before the presence of God representing people. And then he would, after having made that, offered that sacrifice, he would come back out to represent God to the people. But now God himself came and became one of us. He became our brother. And as our brother, he didn't just offer a sacrifice. He became the sacrifice. Hebrews tells us that he himself went into the throne room, sprinkled his own blood. And then he sat down at the right hand of the father, representing us there as our advocate. John tells us that Jesus returned to the throne room of heaven as our intercessor. He's seated at the right hand of the Father, making intercession for us now. He's he's our our advocate. Listen, Hebrews 4.14, Seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Now, that's the takeaway. That's the takeaway. See, he did all of this so that you can actually enter the presence of the unapproachable one without fear. The holy one, the holy, unapproachable God. You can now approach him as one of his children. You're part of the family, if indeed. You have asked for that. You come and obtain mercy and grace. You can live this life with a sense of fearlessness because death has no power any longer. You can live the adventure. You can go for it. Whatever he puts in your heart, knowing that he's for you. He's for you. Pastor, you don't understand. You don't know what I've done. I mean, I'm moral. I've cheated people, lied to people, hurt people. I've done all kind of wicked stuff. Yeah, me too. That's what's so great about this. See, the whole point of this is that's why he came. We're so glad you joined us today for Pastor Robert's teaching in the book of Hebrews. We hope you've been encouraged by what you heard. If you'd like to listen again to today's message or find more from the study in this book of the Bible, visit MainThingRadio.com and click on Podcast. If you'd like to receive each new edition of Main Thing Radio as soon as it's made available, be sure to subscribe while you're there. This program is a ministry of Pastor Robert Fountain and Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. If you're listening right now in Miami-Dade County, we want to meet you. Come by Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach on Sundays for our weekly services at 9 a.m. or 11 a.m. or at 1 p.m. for a time of worship and Bible study. You'll find out more about the church at MainThingRadio.com or give us a call. Our phone number is 305-531-2730. When you call, let us know how we can be praying for you. That number again is 305-531-2730. We believe strongly in the power of prayer 
and we want you to know that we're often lifting our listeners up to the Lord. Would you do the same for us? We know God is moving in people's lives, and we're so blessed to be a part of it. Thanks for praying for us, and thanks for listening today. Pastor Robert will return soon for another edition of Main Thing Radio.